Hare Krishna, I welcome all to everyday chant conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Ram Giridhari Das Prabhu to enlighten us on verse 10, chapter 16 of Canto 5. Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Please take over the call. Hare Krishna, Dandavat to everyone, all Krishna Prabhupada. And uh, once again, it's a pleasure to be in the association of uh, devotees to discuss Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, sorry that, you know, I am joining the call a couple of minutes later because this everyday chant uh, free conference call app uh, always gives you some funny responses. But um, it's my pleasure to discuss Srimad Bhagavatam and the context that you are all currently in discussing about um, the cosmology or the um, uh, uh, the universal aspect of the Supreme Lord is uh, uh, technical as well as um, so we will uh, read the shloka and translation first and then try to churn the nectar as much as I could assimilate because um, it's it's not a very uh, uh, easy topic for uh, divulging. It needs a lot of uh, cosmological as well as um, uh, technical understanding. But I, I will give my uh, best efforts to share my thoughts, my reflection into this current context. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayed Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki So, we are reading from um, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 16, Text Number 11. This is a chapter with the title Description of Jambu Dhipa. Mandara Meru Mandara Suparshva Kumatakiti Ayuta Yojana Vistaronaha Meros Chatur Disham Avastamba Girayam Upakalptaham Translation by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Samishla Prabhupada Ki Jai On the four sides of the great mountain known as Sumeru or four mountains, Mandara, Meru Mandhara, Suparshva and Kumuda, which are like its belts. The length and height of these mountains are calculated to be 10,000 yojanas, 80,000 miles. Oma Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yenam Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaham Namaom Vishnu Padayam Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale 
श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चत्यादेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनंदीअद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासदी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम राम हरे हरे श्रीमद भागवतम डील्स विथ टेन सब्जेक्ट मैटर्स अत्र सर्गो विसर्गस्य स्थानम पोषणम उतया मन्वंतरे ईशानुगता निरोधा मुक्तिराश्रया दिस टेन सब्जेक्ट मैटर्स ऑफ श्रीमद भागवतम are very scientific and it deals with creation secondary creation and so many other details with respect to different time period different rulers or controllers and finally ashraya the shelter in that up till canto number 5 sukadev goswami pad describes about sargaha visargaha sthanam these three aspects are discussed mainly in the canto number 1 through 5 which means main main creation secondary creation and sixth canto through ninth canto he mainly deals with poshanam poshanam means how the lord gives protection for those who have taken shelter so this current context that we are in um is very detailedly discussing about the secondary creation or how the not even creation it is about how the world is um designed by the lord so druta karma prabhu says the cosmology is defined as the study of the origin purpose structure and functioning of the universe how it all began what is the purpose of this what is the structure of this and what is the functioning of this universe in vedic cosmology study it not only gives us a vast amount of information about the structural phenomena of the universe 
but it also gives us the information about the source it is it is extremely important for the student of krishna consciousness movement to not remain sentimental and one of the ways to come out of the sentimental zone is to understand the lord's potential both in terms of his created beings his created things how matter and spirit coexist under his supervision and it is not only just a technical information to know these technical information about how the universes are structured will give us several insights so while i am not an expert in vedic cosmology study i would like to still use this verse to describe three aspects which are all my reflections when i studied this particular chapter the first reflection is about the lessons that we learn or we are reminded when we get to hear about these wonderful things that's my first reflection so as a as a part of that we are going to learn four lessons <clears throat> from the lord's wonderful creation so these four lessons will actually help us in discussing or analyzing the remaining two reflections the first one of them is when someone understands or at least theoretically get clear about these technical information of how the universes are structured because right now the context here is we are discussing about jambu dwipa which is in the center and which is surrounded by seven oceans and jambu dwipa is you know quite a huge mountain of which only 16% or some limited percentage is in the earthly planets it goes all the way till brahmaloka where on top brahma resides and this sumeru this mountain sumeru mountain is surrounded by few other mountains and you know what not what more descriptions that we are going to see so when we read these descriptions and with the information that we know about the supreme lord the first lesson that a person need to learn to understand is lord is a person 
Krishna is a person. Krishna is not just some sort of a jyoti or some sort of an you know impersonal aspect. Shri Prabhupada writes in Bhagavad Gita 7.7 purport first line. There's a very famous shloka. Mattah Paradaram Nanyat Kinchitasti Dananjaya Mahi Sarvam Idam Proktam Sutre Manigana Iva. Very first line and the second line of the purport, Prabhupada says, There is a common controversy over whether the Supreme Absolute Truth is personal or impersonal. As far as Bhagavad Gita is concerned, the Absolute Truth is the Personality of God at Shri Krishna and this is confirmed in every step. So every step the Lord is establishing how He is a person by His love, by His uh, you know, gestures and one of the ways is by His creation. So, Shla Prabhupada purpose of setting up Krishna Consciousness Movement is for us to understand Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And one of the reason he gives this translation is if you all have very closely monitored this wherever Shla Prabhupada is using the name Krishna immediately Prabhupada Right, Kama, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There is not even one single instance where Shla Prabhupada is, you know, missed this. I mean, unless there is the explanation of the situation is very, very obvious. Otherwise, he really literally wants to program us, to make us remember, realize. That Krishna is a person. One devotee went to Shla Prabhupada and asked Shla Prabhupada, Shla Prabhupada, please will you give initiation to me? So Shla Prabhupada asked, Tell me who is Krishna? So that person said, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. And Shla Prabhupada immediately said that I will give you initiation, you are qualified to become my disciple. How many of us would know this information theoretically but not behaved or you know related with the Lord like that? Especially for those of us who are from Indian traditional or what you may call as um, <coughs> orthodox upbringing. I am one of them. Especially South Indian Smartha Brahmins. We don't have this understanding that Krishna is a person in the ultimate sense. Mayavadis don't accept them. But some of the Mayavadis who accepts them, they say the form of the Lord 
the personal aspect of the Lord is subservient to the impersonal aspect of the Lord. They say that as of now, maybe for us to correlate and try to develop some sort of an understanding and come out of our sinful life, we might need to understand the personal aspect of the Lord, but otherwise the Lord is impersonal and that is ultimate. So, our Gaudiya Vaishnava Acharyas, whilst each of the Acharyas have come with their own specific agenda at different points in time, equivocally, every Acharya has said only one thing clear. Maya Vada Bhashya, Hoile Sunile Sarvanash. Each of them had a single agenda to completely eradicate the ideology of impersonalism. And Shla Prabhupada's Pranam Mantra is also meant to identify, recognize his contribution. So the first reflections, first point is about noting that Krishna is a person. And the second second lesson, when we hear about this uh, transcendental creation of the Lord, when you hear about this information, it tells, second is, Srimad Bhagavatam is a science. Srimad Bhagavatam is not a scripture of mythology. Srimad Bhagavatam is a science which actually give us quantitative information along with qualitative information. Many a times, people have a habit of giving comment that these are all qualitative information which is about somebody's perception. Krishna is beautiful. Bhakti is divine. Bhaktas are special. Uh, so these are all qualitative information where people, different people may have different experience, so it is very subjective. But the length and height of these mountains are calculated to be 10,000 yojanas. It is not Ramgiridhari's choice or, uh, you know, somebody, you know, Krishnadas's choice. This is a quantitative information to the T somebody is giving us and which material science is not able to give us. Hence, material science directly targets such literatures as um, non-bona fide, non-verified. Somebody is like, you know, uh, it's all imaginary. So, but those of us who understand the history of Srimad Bhagavatam, need to understand, as Prabhupada always say, that Krishna consciousness is not a sentiment, Krishna consciousness is a science, and the knowledge imparted by Srimad Bhagavatam is science, that, but not sentiment. Even though Srimad Bhagavatam deals with different emotions and sentiments, but it also deals with a scientific facts. This is the second lesson when we read such, you know, descriptions, we get to know this. And the third aspect of it, 
we get to know when we read such a description about um, the Lord's creation and how the universe of the universe is very nicely structured. Prabhupada explains in Bhagavad Gita 5.29 it says a person in full consciousness of me knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities the supreme lord of all planets and demigods and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities attains peace from the pangs of material miseries. So just by having a proper consciousness, so just by reading this information, because if some of us get to feel, okay, these are all technical information, sometimes you know, some devotees tend to skip these chapters because they don't understand or skip this information because they are too vague, non-comprehendable. But here we get to hear from Krishna, a person in full consciousness of me, knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities, the supreme lord of all planets and demigods. So, he says, will attain peace from the pangs of material miseries. Half of the time we get to realize, I am the master of all that exists. We have this feeling that this house is mine, this factory is mine, this body is mine, the relationships are mine, the resources are mine. But when we read these descriptions about the Lord's wonderful creation, we get to realize how just by knowing knowing the Lord is a person is another aspect and knowing these are all the Lord's creation and He is the controller of them you don't even need to understand this just know it you will attain peace from the pangs of material miseries the human society can take greatest benefit from appreciating and understanding this instruction and molding their life around it. Actually, Vedic cosmology is just not merely an attempt to understand the world around us, but rather it is a process by which we understand both the world, our place within it, and the relationship between ourselves, the world, the Supreme Lord. So by that arrangement of we knowing who we are, who the Lord is, who this world belongs to, and our relationship amongst all of them, then we will definitely get transcendental benefit, which is to become free from the pangs of material miseries. So the third lesson 
when we read such subject matter is that we get eventually peace from all those material miseries and the fourth and most important aspects which the proper time and again claims that this krishna consciousness movement is very special and unique for is material science cannot define spiritual aspect it needs a spiritual dimension his holiness bhakti swarup damodar maharaj very nicely gave uh very very nicely wrote a book called the scientific basis of krishna consciousness and he has used that very famous quote by shla prabhupad a religion without philosophy is sentiment and philosophy without religion is mental speculation so how religion and philosophy go hand in hand similarly a scientific learning is incomplete without the reference to vedic literature and vedic literature its sanctity its purity it is established by giving scientific reference how they are over and above humanly possible comprehension that is why they are called apaurushaya because there is no information that we have with respect to cosmology that gives these many details that gives these intricate information that sukadeva goswami pad is giving so my fourth lesson is to say how this spiritual science is beyond material science and material science cannot comprehend what spiritual science do have to offer so to conclude my first reflection we had four lessons lesson number 1 how krishna is a person and it is important for us to you know understand and accept that krishna is a person how shrimad bhagavatam is a science how by knowing the relationship of us krishna the world jiva prakriti that is why bhagavad gita talks about five subject matters jivaatma paramatma kala karma and prakriti so by knowing the relationship between us krishna and this world and each of their description just by knowing this in tandem we will become you know purified we get peace and last but not least we get to know how this is apaurushaya the apaurushaya part of it we are able to understand and accept because material science till now has not even reached what the spiritual science have to offer 
the information that we are getting from Srimad Bhagavatam, whilst the materialistic scientists are still figuring it out, some of them classified this as imagination, some of them are taking this as a reference and going in the reverse direction to analyze this. It is extremely important for us to understand as students of Srimad Bhagavatam that we have knowledge which is long-lasting, eternal and not mitigated by time. The second reflection with respect to this current shloka is about in general uh, in our uh, Vedic ceremonies or any events uh, we do take Sankalpa. So when we do take Sankalpa like for example when we have to apply for a passport or when we have to apply for a visa we have to share various information. We have to share information with respect to our home address, permanent address, temporary address, our name, surname, family name. So many information they ask. But in, in Vedic Sankalpa, they ask, when we do Sankalpa, every time I'm not sure those of you who are all Pujaris or uh, performed uh, Vedic, you know, fire sacrifices or something like that. So, you will understand or you would have chanted, like I, I come from a, come, come from a Smartha family, so we have time and again since childhood days have heard this. Every time when we take Sankalpa, we actually chant, who am I, right from the beginning. ವೈವಸ್ವತಮನ್ವಂತರೆಸ್ವತಮನ್ವಂತರೆಂತರೆಂತರೆಂತರೆಂತರೆಂತರೆಂತರೆಂತರೆಂತರೆಂತರೆ
puja paddhati that our acharyas have given our acharyas have made sure that we <laughs> are not just you know giving some uh, references about our name and designation we are very cl- clearly classifying so look at you are offering or offering your homages your worship to the supreme personality of godhead and from the procedural standpoint we are much more scientific much more uh, authentic and much more uh, uh, clearer and you know this is how vedic knowledge is all about in the vedic knowledge nothing is ambiguous people may think that it is uh, you know contradiction people may think that it is ambiguous but there is nothing called as ambiguity because the ambiguity is only in our understanding the reason i want to make this as a reflection here is in puja paddhati in every puja whether this is done by a smarta vaishnava anybody this sankalpa mantra does not change because sankalpa mantra only tells about uh, you know which manvantra there are 14 manus currently manu that is ruling manu is called vaivaswata manu we are in his, in his era because of manu we got the name called manushyas so currently the manu that we are belong to is called vaivaswata manu and from there onwards till the end in fact uh, when we offer uh, dandavat pranams to elders we also have to declare this we have to declare this is what i said is one side of information about our geographical regional uh, uh, you know uh, the the date time of the year where we belong to from where this offering is made to the supreme lord now i was just contemplating that in this scientific information also how personal the vedic mantra is because people may think that this is just the mantra somebody has written it is not the mantra that somebody has written i am just imagine just imagine this the supreme lord is in his abode and you have to offer your prayers of course supreme lord is antaryami he knows who are we but from our side as a duty when we are performing our oblations we are telling my dear lord i am ramgiridari belong to vaivasvata manvantara ayinda ashtavimsati in kaliyuga in prathame pada from jambu dwipa bharata varsha bharata kanda in so and so dakshine parsve so with all these reference i am saying from i have not told finish everything they say it tell you which tithi which nakshatra on which place so till that level we give information and say such person on such an auspicious day we perform our offerings to you and this is this is called as classified way by which you do the worship of the lord because the supreme lord on one side he is very personal on an individual level but as a raja as a owner as a jagannath as a ruler as a creator he commands this respect and he commands this attention and this much personal clarity no materialistic you know aspect gives us on the other side on a personal level also when we have to offer obeisances we are expected to share certain information in fact when i offer obeisances to some of my elders i have to i have to say this mantra abhivadaye angirasa gargya sainya triya risheha pravaranvita gargya gotraha abastamba sutraha 
Yajur Sahrat Adhyayi. Like that I have to say. What does that mean? Abhivade means I myself. I am surrendering myself. Who am I? Gargya Sainya Triyarsheha. So these three rishis are part of our Kula. Pravaranvita Gargya Gotraha. I belong to Gargya Gotra. I belong to Abhastamma Sutra. There are, there are several sutras. So when we offer our obeisances also, we have to chant this, you know, statements and eventually say, I am so and so offering my obeisances to you. So my reflection, the second reflection here is, in Vedic science, in Vedic Paddhati, in Agamas and Pancharatrika Vidis, something called as Code of Conduct. In the Code of Conduct, one is defined how one should dress, how one should address, how one should perform his duties are very nicely defined. This goes to our first reflections, first you know lesson, which is to be more personalized, specific prayers, not something generic. Which means bhakti is a serious business, not, not some hodgepodge stuff, not some imaginary dreamy stuff. Not something that you can cook up on your own, uh, you know, self. So my second reflection is to say that these many uh, technical informations are not given just for the, you know, sake of it. It is meant for some very important purpose, which I guess uh, in Bhagavad Gita also, even in Srimad Bhagavatam, it is very nicely explained. In fact, uh, the Virat Rupa of the Lord, is explained in this manner of how the Lord is omnipresent, how the Lord is omnipotent. Sometimes we may not be able to correlate as devotees, as bhaktas to such virat rupas, but there are several yogis, jnanis, rishis, munis, scholars, scientists who may not be able to correlate Bala Gopala and Vandavana, they will be able to correlate this universal aspect. So that is why the Lord makes such an appearance also. In the 11th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, when Krishna appeared as an universal Vishwarupa form, so Krishna uh, definitely wanted to establish a point, even though Arjuna eventually said that, sorry, please go back to your original 200 form. Uh, he definitely registered and communicated saying that, don't think I am just a... Uh, uh, emotional or sentimental guy, I am <laughs> I am the controller. One devotee asked the Srila Prabhupada, said, My dear Swamiji, in all your temples I see Radha Krishna being worshipped. Why don't you worship the Virat Rupa of the Lord? So Prabhupada, as uh, uh, humorous as always, he said that we don't mind, but only problem is that who will do Sringar to the Virat Rupa of the Lord? So to keep it simple, we have got Radha and Krishna. So <laughs> the idea is that we do can worship Virat Rupa, you know, but the point, problem is that we will not be able to comprehend beyond a point in time. But at the same time, there are some people, there are some class of people who will only comprehend the Virat Rupa of the Lord because it is of quantitative and it is uh, physical in nature rather than uh, qualitative and subtle which is the Lord's uh, loving emotional exchanges with His dear devotees. So,
to conclude the second reflection i just want to say the lord's virat rupa which is represented through all this uh, creation and uh, sub creation is also uh, meant for a reason um i mean the entire science of vedic cosmology is nothing but the understanding the universe is created and maintained by a personal activity it is not uh, just some uh, you know uh, uh, not some imaginary stuff and my last reflection uh, third reflection the, from this current context is about um from the vedas and especially the vedic cosmology uh we receive information um which is beyond our sensory plane or sensory awareness that describes about the hierarchy of beings within the universe the reason these hierarchies are understood is that we are the more you understand the hierarchy the more we get to understand our reality our reality check is important otherwise we will start to think i am the ruler i am the controller i am the benefactor so when the the study of vedic cosmology the sankhya uh, when all these studies the reason these studies are very interesting is by the end of the studies one get to realize where do we stand in the ecosystem um a person had a desire to always serve the most powerful person of this world so he thought he will go to a, a wealthy businessman and serve him because he has lot of money so those who have got money are the most powerful one so he went and uh, took a job with him and was feeling very proud one day uh, this wealthy businessman he went to a politician's house a minister's house and he saw the wealthy businessman bowing down before the minister so this this person thought i thought i am uh, you know serving the most powerful person but if he is bowing down to a minister which means the minister may be powerful than him so this wealthy businessman said obviously minister is powerful because of his power because of his position so he said that sir i would like to serve him please can you recommend me so he said that i will go and serve the minister the so one day he saw the minister bowing down to the chief minister or the prime minister then he thought prime minister is very powerful then one day he saw the prime minister bowing down towards the uh, a saintly person said you are a saintly person you are much more superiorly positioned so i would bow down to you so this guy went and surrendered to a saintly person the saintly person surrendered to his spiritual master and the spiritual master surrendered to the supreme lord and finally he realized that in this world everything is relative from a local standi perspective Every, everything on everybody can claim i am the controller or i am the you know beneficiary but 
only those who study those who associate with shrimad bhagavatam will know for sure that who is the supreme lord and when you know the hierarchy that will you know who we are one day shila prabhupad was walking in a paddy field in mayapur dham so shila prabhupad uh suddenly stopped i think i've shared this before suddenly stopped and told all the all the disciples and pointed his cane to the group of ants which were you know going one behind the other shila prabhupad pointed the cane and told his disciples look at these ants what do you think when you look at them so these ants, uh, all the disciples said uh, they were not sure what to respond because proper always have got some interesting uh, you know aspects shla proper said when nobody responded that look at these ants how insignificant they are in comparison to us we are that much insignificant in comparison to demigods so please don't disregard disrespect demigods the way we can crush these ants we can also be crushed any times by our demigods they are also servants of the lord so the reflection that i want to bring in here is by studying this vedic cosmology apart from getting scientific knowledge one also inherit a quotient of culture of respect knowing that here is what i am and these are all different servants of the supreme lord and i need to respect and eventually behave in a manner that i am also becoming servant of the supreme lord otherwise all these agents are anyway controller in their own capacity can control me and eventually i will be stuck in this material world so the reflection here is to somehow inculcate the culture of respect so when we understand the hierarchy of beings within the universe which eventually leads to the supreme lord we if we are able to connect all the dots because when we get information about how these all interaction happens between universes between different personalities and how they all live peacefully and progressively our consciousness naturally gets elevated so my third and final reflection in this current context context is to say that by we understanding the transcendental hierarchy right from earthly planets and above and each of this higher planetary systems are better superior um you know bigger and somewhere incomprehensible by materialistic understanding so we better to learn to surrender and by the process of surrender submission what we could otherwise not understand we get to understand easily so i would like to uh, summarize our discussion today and end the session the summary summarization is we had three sets of reflections reflection number 1 is about the set of four lessons that we learn when we read this particular context 
lesson number one is about how the Lord is a person. Lesson number two is how Srimad Bhagavatam is just not mythology. This is a spiritual science. And lesson number three is about how when a person gets to know about the universe, the Supreme Lord and us and the relationship between them, we naturally get um, relieved. We Just by knowing this information, we become free from the pangs of material miseries according to the Supreme Lord in Bhagavad Gita 5.29. And last but not least, the fourth, fourth lesson of the uh, first reflection was this material science cannot anywhere close come to spiritual science. So we are material science are not the yardstick to understand anything in this world. We definitely need to take the help of spiritual science, which is apaurushaya, which is beyond the comprehension of materialistic intelligence. Material science can be used for manipulating the matter, but with the help of spiritual science, we will put them into a right perspective and give life to it. The second reflection that we had is about the uh, reflection of how in uh, Vedic science the personal references, the, you know, we are not just some sentimentalists, we are not just some people who chant mantras and Sanskrit words as uh, the so called millennials, as the so called modern people, you know, misconstrued. Uh, we are very, very personal and it definitely, you know, connects to the previous reflections first point, but I wanted to give it by, uh, you know, reference to say that in our context connection with the Supreme Lord, in the process of worshipping the Supreme Lord, in the Paddhati, the procedures of approaching the Supreme Lord in terms of our performances and, uh, you know, ceremonial uh, processes, everything is personally driven, it is not just haphazardly done. So from that perspective, uh, when our Acharyas have given all the procedures, mantras and you know various uh, chantings, they are meant for a specific reason, they are meant for um, uh, uh, us to realize some higher dimensional subject matter. And the last but not least, the, the last reflection is about the hierarchy of Krishna consciousness, hierarchy of this uh, universal structure, hierarchy of how uh, the universes are positioned and arranged. We naturally develop a culture of respect. We naturally also understand our reality check. Where do we stand with respect to the universe? And hence, we need to learn to operate with our utmost uh, uh, real reality and also relatively uh, relate rather than sometimes we will be very oblivious to the fact that we are controllers and being controlled so by studying these subject matters we know that we are not the controllers and we are always controlled so long as we don't accept the superiority of the controller the day we accept the superiority of the controller and our subservient nature to him we become completely independent Prabhupada writes in one of the purports in Bhagavad Gita, the process of surrender in Krishna consciousness is so sublime that it actually makes us independent and the process of being independent in this material world is so intricate that it makes us surrender to our 
senses and this material nature. So by our surrender and Krishna consciousness, we become independent. By being independent of Krishna consciousness, we become jailed and, you know, arrested and, you know, surrendered to uh, various controllers. Thank you so much. Grandraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Nitai Gaurav Premanande. Hari Hari Bol. If there are any questions or comments, I'll be happy to respond. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Dandu Pranam. All glorious, clear uh, explanation how you brought even the Pravara part of it, Sankalpa, and explained with respect to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That was, um, that was really, really nice. How, it, how everything has a meaning uh, and uh, how um, we don't understand and we misinterpret that. That was really, uh, that was really nice. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Thank you. All the Prabhupada. I'm happy to know that you know it is pravara. So very nice because uh, this is one this is one pravara when, with respect to the sankalpa when we take. There is also a pravaram for the Supreme Lord. In fact, uh, in uh, Sahajya, you know, process also, even though the process are all Sahajya, they do also adopt some Vedic processes and they chant, uh, you know, pravara mantra for uh, Radha and Krishna also. So when we chant, when we invoke uh, any prayers and procedures, and Acharyas have given Paddhati, they have not left it let loose mode. They have kept it superbly watertight. Just that because we don't understand, we are, you know, all over the place and just get going along with all the people, oh, these are all just some, you know, imaginary stuff. On the converse side, those of us sometimes may get overwhelmed when such technical informations are brought in. So we need to remember Prabhupada has made it very simple. This knowledge, at least, you know, Hanumat Prashek Maharaj used to always say, sometimes we should give class which people may not understand, but still know that what they are speaking is truth, to know that this Krishna consciousness is a science beyond our comprehension. I am not trying to do that here. I cannot also do that. But sometimes you get to know that there are certain aspects in spirituality which I cannot comprehend, but it is there and it is truth. And so Prabhupada says that, doesn't matter, even if you don't know them, it's not a crime, but at least know that Krishna is great. At least know Krishnas are great and that way our love for Krishna can, you know, go a long way. So Hare Krishna Mahamantra can simply replace all these discussions, but these discussions are still equally relevant and important to get our context clear, otherwise sometimes... Uh, we will whack our tail thinking that we are some Hanuman or some sort of great but we will not be here. Yes Prabhu, thank you so much for bringing this because um, uh, we need to at least respect that these have a meaning and purpose uh, even though Hare Krishna Mantra is going to replace but um, uh, at the uh, the point that I wanted to mention you um, you brought in like Sometimes we go too much into and start disrespecting demigods or disrespecting these procedures, not knowing the meaning. Uh, so the way you brought the discussion was so uh, uh, so engrossing that how uh, we don't need to be uh, too much into it, but at the same time we have to respect. And then we continue with our chanting because for Kali Yuga, chanting is the solution. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. All Gosh-Roba, thank you. Any other thoughts, comments, reflections, critics?
Okay, it looks like uh, everybody's. Uh, Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Such a wonderful class, Prabhuji, and you explained very nicely and gave the reflection points. So that was very helpful. Uh, realization and reflection. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, ma. Hare Krishna. Okay, probably we'll stop here because I guess uh, there are no questions and. Uh,